I sometimes worry that my quest to reclaim the ransom I was once paid to betray Jesus Christ won't be worth it in the end. After all, recovering twenty-two of the thirty silver shekels has proved to be an often arduous and dangerous avocation. For centuries the stakes only involved me, and I suffered more than a dozen deaths in my efforts to track down each shekel, coins that all carry a terrible curse to anyone foolish enough to fall for their subtle allure. Often my deaths would end up transporting me to some place new upon this grand planet, sometimes five minutes later, and other times after years had passed in my absence. Regardless, as a cursed immortal, having to start over again and again has been more than a tad irritating. It might seem that the Almighty is given to a cruel sense of humor. However, I've come to understand that each trial and circumstance is a honing moment for my very soul. It is an old soul, and one that has tried gracefully to carry the considerable penalty dealt for my terrible folly two thousand years ago. Yet, despite my greatest efforts to gain leniency, at the end of the day I remain the greatest villain and most reviled human being ever to walk the earth. I am Judas Iscariot. But please, call me William instead. William Barrow, who is on a mission to find eight more silver shekels, in hopes that possession of all thirty coins will reverse my terrible curse of eternal life on earth. Until recently, I've enjoyed relative anonymity as William Barrow. At least that's been my perception as I've moved about my tasks as an archivist for the Smithsonian Institute. But after nearly a dozen years employed there, I left the famed institution a few weeks ago, for reasons I will soon explain. I like America, and have called it home for several lifetimes during the past six hundred years. It began with one particular death in England that transported me to the Appalachian region in the year 1450. The Cherokee called the land at that time Shaconage. They were the first Native Americans to befriend me. Throughout the ensuing centuries, I have mostly enjoyed my stays in the New World. I'd really hate for the love affair with America to end soon. Due to recent complications in my personal life and a certain government agency's refusal to accept my status as a free civilian, instead of the indentured servant they view me as, I may no longer have a choice in the matter. This is especially true when it comes to my beloved son Alistair and my equally beloved and vulnerable wife, Beatrice. Both are in grave danger, and as long as the CIA refuses to accept my warnings about Viktor Kozlov, they shall remain at risk. That's a brief overview, and it brings us to the present moment. How long is our flight again? Alistair stared absently out the jumbo jet's window as he posed this question. Despite the fact his body grows younger every day, fatigue from jet lag had set in after a twelve-hour flight from Honolulu to Japan and was worsened by our current jaunt from Tokyo to Hong Kong that began a little over an hour ago. Four hours and twenty-five minutes, I said. We have roughly three hours to go. Once we get to the hotel, you can rest as long as you need. A grunt was his only response, and it brought an image to mind of when he was an ornery youth. That was a few years before I abdicated from his life for the first time, shortly after his eleventh birthday. Beatrice had begun to eye me suspiciously as the second row of crow's feet had arrived around her eyes,
Meanwhile, the subtle lines upon my face had never changed. I had yet to display any signs of aging, and never would. At least we're in first class and not coach, I teased. Why don't you stretch out on both seats? That's the reason I paid for them both, you know. Really, if you would just allow me to pull the blind down to cover your window completely, you might forget that we're in perpetual daylight. Pops, I know what fragging time it is, probably better than you do. Words spoken with more disdain than anger. When my boy gets miffed, the Scottish brogue he inherited from growing up in Glasgow with his mother comes shining through wonderfully. Should I call for the flight attendant? I feigned concern, tempered by hurt from his rebuke. Someone's blood sugar is running low, I do believe.